0: Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. Father, we give you thanks for your goodness in this place, in our lives, the expressions of your goodness and grace to all the humble, for you give grace to the humble and you resist the proud. You, you see them from far off, seeing them struggle. See them strife as they refuse to come to you, that you might give them life abundant. Father, we pray that your word would flourish in our hearts, and the proclamation of your word this morning would just extend to the deepest part of our being. Like the Bible says, sharper than a two-edged sword, penetrating the depth of our soul and spirit, and we pray, O God, that your word would shine uh, like light in the darkness, and Set us free from the captivity, from the uh, prisons that hold us back from flourishing and prospering according to your goodness, according to your creation. We pray that your word would be a good seed planted in good hearts that would bring forth a glorious harvest and good fruit that would be seen by all men. We pray that we would be transformed by the renewing of our mind in your word that we might consider and know that good, perfect, and, and excellent will of God in our lives. We pray, O God, that your word would prosper and not return void, but that it would perform that which you send it out to do. And we believe, O God, that this word would be a lamp unto our feet and the bread of life that nourishes us. Day and night, it is our meditation for prosperity of all things. We bless it, and we pray that you would bless this time together. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So what did I miss out? I was explaining that um, I've been preaching now for over 20 years, uh, five years at a youth, uh, as a youth pastor and 15 years here uh, at Spring of Life. And all these years, I've, I've, I've touched upon many, many words, many examples, many demonstrations and illustration. and I have never, I have dropped the ball really bad. And you know, I think we could only share what we see. And the Lord this weekend showed me that this aspect of proclamation has been uh, a terrible, misguiding, misunderstood reality in my life and ministry. While I have proclaimed the word, I have failed to teach the church and Christian believers that proclamation is the expression of God's power for the existence of all things. And so it's immensely important today that uh, we... We meditate and consider this word with regards to the practice of bringing God's benefit to everything in our life. And it's called proclamation. Uh, It comes from the word to proclaim. It comes from the Latin expression of shout forth. And so um, let's let's start out this morning with one proclamation. Um, God is good. Okay, that was just a confession. You just said a word. A proclamation is a stronger, bolder statement. It's a statement of warfare. So say it like you're going to war. Ready? One, two, three. That's right. Once you lift up your voice and shout it, once you open your mouth, and we see the expressions of these people up there, uh, both male and female, uh, young and old, we see them shouting. And I want you to get under, uh, under with the understanding that until we are filled with the Spirit of God, we're not going to do much shouting. We will shout curse words, we will shout death threats. I'm going to beat you up. And we make sure that we're telling them, I'm coming with the full force of, Hey, you know, that's, that's a proclamation. Uh, God is good. Okay, so that, that's good. And then, and then when I, I love when I tell people, you know something, that demon in you is going to come out. That's a proclamation. In Jesus' name, we will, we will be able to proclaim the goodness of God. And so I don't think we've done that, and that's why I, I really believe we have not seen the miracles that the Bible talks about. Because we, we, have, we have not proclaimed we have not been taught to proclaim. Um, we might have been taught to confess, and confession is good. It's like a substandard of proclamation. The confession is a word that lines up with the agreement of God's word. So um, we confess that by his stripes we're healed. We confess that uh, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. So confession is powerful. Uh, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1 says, Therefore, holy brethren, sin since we're partaking with, we're, since we're companions, we're partners in this heavenly call, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession. So uh, Christ is the one that has already established his word. And when we're saying with, uh, and that's what confession means, to say the same things Jesus says. And so we'll see in Psalm 51, David says, You're right when you said it would go wrong with me if I didn't follow you. And so that's a confession. You're right when you said that I should have not uh, mistreated my wife, my husband. You're right. And so these are confessions. And the Bible says, confess your sins to one another. Agree with one another when you're not living like God wants you to. And this will free you up and cleanse you and get you prepared to go in God's direction. Now, um, some people decide to be silent and when you... When your proclamation is a confident declaration of, of truth and God's word, uh, confession is saying it, um, silence is deadly. I mean, know that. You're letting the devil come in your life, and, and, and his words are louder than your words, and his, his thoughts are, are consuming your life, and you don't, you don't stand up like Jesus when he says, Hey, you know something, um, you can live life like this. He says, No, it's written. It's written that I'm supposed to do this. And so he was able to defeat the devil in his life by not keeping silent. And so Isaiah 62, verse 1 and 2, listen to the, the power of this word. He says, uh, for Zion's sake, 62, verse 1, for Zion's sake I will not hold my peace and for Jerusalem's Sake, I will not rest until her righteousness goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a lamp that burns. The Gentiles shall see the, uh, your righteousness and all the kings your glories. You shall be called by a new name which the mouth of the Lord will name. So, so not keeping silent is so important to, to establish the declarations. And these people that are on, you know, in my life, I'm constantly... In my family saying, that's not from the Lord. That's not from the Lord. This is what the word of God says. And this is what my Bible says. And thank God, from a young age, these holy scriptures have have come into my life. Verse 6 says like this, of that chapter 62. I have set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace day and night. You, who are these guys? You who make mention of the Lord, do not keep silent. Do not shut your mouth. And everywhere I go and I, I open up my mouth, uh, people are like, shh, sh, sh, sh. We don't want to hear that. Shh, don't say that. Uh, we want our words to prevail. So verse 7 says like this, And give him no rest till he establishes, and until he makes Jerusalem a praise in all the earth. So these, these men that follow God, uh, their profession, their proclamation, these prophets that spoke, and, and so they're speaking God's word into existence, raise them up in the midst of, of horrible calamity. And, and so you say, why is all this stuff happening in my life? Well, what have you proclaimed? What are you talking about? I, I love to, I mean, I don't love, I'm sorry, let me take this back. You guys all know that an airplane fell yesterday in San Francisco, right? And thank God only two people died. There was 300 people in the airplane. But it crash landed and everybody rushed out on the slides and two people perished. But, but the majority got out. And so they said, we don't know what happened. But we need to find something called the black box. Because that black box, there's words in there that will tell us why the airplane fell. So now I'm going to ask you a question. If they were to pull a black box out of you, what is saying? What's your black box saying? What has devil stuck into your Communications, what were you not declaring? what were you not proclaiming? And if you were declaring and proclaiming things that are twisted and are far from the heart of God, now I know why you crash and burned. And now I know why your life has really turned to ashes. I'm questioning, and that's why I said I love that illustration with the black box, because whatever you're going to be speaking. And guess what? occasionally what you're speaking is determined by the people you're hanging out. Because if you're hanging out with some toxic, bitter people, your language is toxic and bitter and twisted. And sometimes when I hear these words and I hear these illustrations, I go, yuck. I feel like throwing up when I hear somebody talk things that are not what God has said. I see Eric up here. I see a prince. A man that lives by principles of God's word, who's living a dream. And if he was to tell you a little bit about his upbringing and his family, that's not, if it wasn't for the word of God, if it wasn't for grabbing onto the principles of God, he could have easily, you Dominican, right? You know what a Dominican is all about. <laughs> Dominicans are about parties, about womanizing, about a relajo. That's what a Dominican is all about in their worldly affairs. But thank God for Jesus Christ and thank God for your proclamation. Thank God for Him saying, I'm going to obey. I'm going to listen. I'm going to submit. I'm going to suffer. I'm going to have a godly wife. I'm going to enjoy my marriage. That was His confession. Not now, from the time He was 10. And so I had to, when we did His wedding, I said, Listen, this man, I've known him for a long time. And all I can say is the word servant. He's a servant. He has made himself a servant of God in the house of God from the time he was your age, Elijah. From the time he was your age, he, he says, I'm going to serve God. And he got involved in the house of God, and, and, and that was precious. And you see the life flourishing, uh, the, the proclamation, the proclamation. We go back to understanding that um, Romans 12, uh, 14, there's people that, that do not confess anything, and then there's people that confess the negative stuff. So they're proclaiming for Satan, and they bless those who persecute you, speak positive things, and do not curse. Now, some of you guys still curse, and, and you know what? I cry for you every night. I cry for you, the fact that you've been in the gospel for 10, 15, 20 years, and still you find the wherewithal to allow an unclean spirit to use that thing that drives your life, your tongue. And you're bringing all sorts of calamity upon your marriage, upon your family, upon your ministry, upon your future because you cannot control your mouth. And so the Bible says in in James chapter 3, I I believe it's verse 2, it says, He who offendeth not, he who does not offend in word is a perfect man able to restrain his whole body. So if you're not able to keep your words, I was talking to an older man. He's about 70 years old, and he's like cursing up a storm. I said, you know something? You are an immature brat, and you lack severe manhood. You can't control that tongue. Forget about beating somebody up. Forget about lighting a church on fire. Listen, the fact you can't control your tongue is disgusting. And so you have to ask God, bring your incredible holy presence in my heart. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And God wants us to be able to have uh, the ability to speak the right words in the right place. And and be able to declare and proclaim his goodness. And so that is the heart of proclamation. It's the heart of, of a spiritual warfare against the host of hell. Over a nation, over a city, over a family, over a political party. Our proclamation becomes... The capacity to herald. You guys know the Miami Herald, right? That word herald means proclamation. And so I want to encourage you that you begin to say, You know what? If the only way that I could become strong in proclamation, I gotta know what I'm gonna say. I gotta get into the Word of God. And so we see that it was only men who were able to stand up and have the capacity to proclaim the ones that were able to see God and see the manifestation of His glory in their lives. And and again, it's speaking loudly to shout forth God's word. And, and you say, well, that's embarrassing. Well, that, your life becomes embarrassing if you don't. You need to be able to declare and proclaim. And so... Um, I have this example there, Matthew twenty four fourteen. Um, Jesus left us with a responsibility on this earth, and he says, "This gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed in all the earth." Not, you know, we well, I preach. No, you don't preach until you shout, my friend. Proclamation. This word "preached" is the is the Greek word "caruso," uh, and and "caruso" means God is good. All the time. And His blood will wash you away. All your sins. He's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's proclamation. And if you're not doing that, you're not going to see God. And you're not going to see converts. And you're not going to see people repenting. Why don't we see the miracles that used to happen? There was not one miracle in the Bible that took place without first the proclamation of the gospel. Because the proclamation allows all of heaven to rush in the power of God's spirit to come upon a situation. And so we need that in our families. This gospel will be preached in all the world as a witness to nations. Without a, without a proclamation, there's no witness. We can't see God move if we're not shouting forth. Those of you guys who don't like shouting, you better, you better get converted. As the Bible says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you'll be my witnesses upon the earth. You can't be a witness of God unless you proclaim. And you only proclaim what you believe. And you, you could only proclaim according to the spirit that governs your life. So that you've been able to mouth off, get off my car, you idiot. Like that. That's a proclamation, but it's for Satan. And it brings you to a fist fight really quickly. But if you're going to proclaim the goodness of God, you're going to see de- devils start to flee out of your life. And so nothing happens without biblical authority of taking over. Psalms 33, 6 says, the word of the Lord. It's what, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. And everything, all host of them, by the breath of his mouth. I want you to put your hand in front of your mouth and speak. And every time you say a word, you say, hello, how you doing? I speak forth the word of God. You're going to feel wind. That's the spirit of God. Go ahead and do that. Put your mouth in there and start talking. Say, I believe God. And every time you speak a word, some arrow will come out. And I want to tell you something. that When you speak the word of God, the spirit of God is coming forth. Just like God spoke it. And then it starts recreating, putting things in the order of God. It's by his word heaven was made. And all the hosts, everything you see, by the breath of his mouth. So word and spirit, the breath. It's talking in Hebrew, the spirit of his mouth. The Bible says the word of God is the sword of the spirit. It does the effective work of his authority. And so we go to 2 Peter 3, 5, and it says, By the word of the God, the heavens were made of old. By the word of God. The heavens were made of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. Verse 6 says, by which the world that existed perished and being flooded with water, but the heavens and the earth which now are preserved. So the word creates, the word maintains, and the word abolishes. Verse 7, by the heavens the earth which are now preserved, maintained by the same word. It was made and now preserved by the same word until the day of judgment and perdition of all ungodly men. So this word is powerful. And so Jeremiah 1.12, God tells Jeremiah, I want to share something with you, Jeremiah. You're going to be my prophet, and I will always watch over my word to perform it. You have seen well that I'm ready to perform my word. I'm going to follow where my words are spoken so that the creation, the maintaining, and the cutting off of what God desires will follow that proclamation. I want to get excited about today's word because I believe God is ushering us into a time that if we get in the same spirit of God, if we line up with what God wants, we're going to see some powerful proclamation. Some powerful filling up with the Spirit, and you're in the middle of place, and you just say what God says. Amen. You say what God says. I, I was watching yesterday a friend of mine, uh, Ron Cantor. He's a pastor in Israel, in Tel Aviv. And he says that the reason we're not seeing uh, uh, enough manifestation is because we're not praying for people. And I, I was taken back. I went to Home Depot. I had to get something. And as I was leaving Home Depot, I was getting a barbecue, gas, propane. And this lady was there. She said, excuse me, sir, do you have a dollar because uh, you have some change? Because I need, I need to buy my prescription medicine. I got an illness. I said, lady, I, you know something? I have my debit card, but I don't have no cash on me. Um, I said, now this is the opportunity. I said, lady, do you mind that I pray for you? Because then you're not going to need no money, no prescription, no doctor. And I was on this proclaiming that God was stirring that in my spirit. And I said, what's your name? She says, Gladys. I said, Gladys, in the name of Jesus, be healed from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet in Jesus' name. And that sounds pretty funny at the door of Home Depot. But guess what? People are like getting in line. Hey, could you pray for me? I need some of that. We're not getting the fruits of what God has left us because we're not proclaiming the truth of God. And so her daughter was right next to her, and I felt the spirit of God said, you know something? Her daughter will never forget the day her mom got healed. Got set free from infirmity with sickness. And so no one's going to hold me back, especially when I'm encouraged by another man of God. I, I was like, thank you, Pastor Ron. I need to be around men of God. So what's coming out of my mouth is the word of God. And so for 500 years, there was nothing going on in Jerusalem. God says, every time my word will be spoken, I'll show up and perform it. And for 500 years, not one person was speaking the word of God. Not one person was proclaiming. So darkness filled the land until there rose up in Matthew chapter 3. I don't know how it happened, but in those days, a man named John the Baptist decided he would, he would listen to the word of God. He got full with the spirit of God. And he walked out to them. He says, I'm going to try this, but I don't, know why. I don't want nobody to watch me. I'm going to go out to the desert here, and I'm just going to start proclaiming. God, you said! And he just began to preach the word, proclaim the word loud. And the Bible says that multitudes started coming out there. And they surrounded this man. Let's read that, please. Matthew chapter 3, verse 1. In those days, John the Baptist came proclaiming Caruso, the word. He wasn't wasn't grabbing a little Bible and setting it up there and, and just doing what we call preaching. No, no. He was he was letting the proclamation you know, the, by the word of God, the heavens of old were created. I'm, I'm going to stand, you know, and, and some people do this. They'll stand at their houses and say, this house belongs to Christ. This belongs to the Lord. The blood of Jesus in this place. Every devil in hell, get out of here in Jesus' name. And they just begin to believe God. And my marriage is healed by the power of the goodness of God. And my sons will be set free. And they will be princes upon the earth. And, and so you get into Psalm 112 and you start saying, blessed is the man who fears God. It says, treasures will fill his house. His children will be called mighty upon the land. And this man was out there proclaiming this stuff. Um, John the Baptist was. And you see Mark chapter 1 verse 4. Everybody was taking witness to this. And, and Mark wrote, John came baptizing in the wilderness, pr- proclaiming baptism. Um, you know, for repentance, remission of sins. He began to lift up his voice, and and people were coming out there. Luke 3.3, it says that, um, and he went into all the region around the Jordan. He was just going around, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is our Savior. He's the way, the truth, the life. There comes one after me. I'm not worthy to tie his shoes, but he's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And so that proclamation establishes an atmosphere for God to move. And listen to me. Here comes the greatest revival ever known to Israel. As Jesus walks up on the scene and he says, Behold the Lamb of God. What he had been proclaiming became a manifest reality and the provision of God. And so we know this in Matthew 4, 17, that Jesus says, okay, this guy got arrested. I'm going to have to take over this ministry. From that time on, Jesus began to proclaim, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he wasn't doing anything. A lot of times as Christians say, what do we do? What do we do? Listen to me. Get proclamation in your heart. Begin to get that word in there and begin to lift up your voice and let them hear you. This neighborhood belongs to Jesus. The Spirit of God is here to heal marriages. And so you'll see that Jesus began to to proclaim. That's the word, Caruso. From that time on, Jesus began to proclaim. You know a follower of Jesus is going to follow what he does. Mark chapter 1, verse 14, later on after John was arrested, Jesus went into Galilee Galilee, and where he proclaimed God's good news. You proclaim, you preach the good news, the evangelos. It's a, a high declaration of of what God is doing upon the earth. And so after John was arrested, Jesus went and he proclaimed God's goodness. The time uh, promised by God has come at last. Is that what he says in verse 15? Let's read that. And saying, the time is fulfilled. These are the times God spoke of. And the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. These guys weren't going around, hey, Jesus is coming. Hey, excuse me, sir, did you know that the kingdom of God? No. They were being loud and boisterous. They were making a proclamation of his word in his surrounding, uh, uh, surrounding areas. Um, I want to read also uh, Luke chapter 4. As, as first verses 1 through 13, he gets a little bit of training. He goes up into the desert and, and the devil confronts him. He says, Devil, it's written. Devil, it's written. Devil, it's written. And so every time he's proclaiming what's written, the devil just took off and left. And so the Bible says in verse 13 that, that he, he was able to deliver. Uh, and when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. He's not going to give up. But he, he will depart from you if you proclaim the right word. Now, if you go around proclaiming the wrong word. You're just becoming his reality. You're voicing what he has planted in your heart, in your spirit, and you're going to be held captive to that. But if you uh, have a different spirit in you, verse 18, I love this. I love when Jesus walks in. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And because I have his presence, his anointing upon me, I'm going to be one of those to proclaim the gospel. Good news to the poor. I'm going to tell some sick lady she doesn't have to be sick. I'm going to tell somebody who's struggling financially that the heavens will be open towards them as they walk in an upright spirit before God. I'm going to proclaim. It says, um, he's anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to confess or to proclaim liberty to the captive. What's the difference between proclamation and confession? Not just telling about them. You're bringing the boldness of God's spirit to say, hey, brother, be loosed in Jesus' name. From that unclean spirit. That spirit that overpowers the spirit of God. Which is uh, a spirit that brings the fruit of goodness and peace and joy and kindness and love. That's a different spirit. And then he continues on and he says, He says, not only to proclaim liberty to the captive, the recovery of the sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. Verse uh, 19. To proclaim, this is God's year. This is God, the year of God's favor. This is, this is, I'm lining up with God right here. Well, everything is going to happen. Ho! Oh, hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for everything you're doing in my life. I'm going to move, lined up, laser sharp to your spirit to see the, it, look what it says here. Verse 21, um, he says, and he began to say to them, today the scripture is being fulfilled in your hearing. If you're hearing it proclaimed, you're hearing it come. So all bore witness to him and marveled at the gracious words that proceeded from his mouth. And they said, this man is ordinary. This is, this is the son of Joseph. What's he going around being such hype? And he understood that according to the proclamation, um, verse 42, he says, Now it was day, and he departed and went into a desert place, and a crowd sought him come and they tried to keep him from leaving and he said to them in verse 43 he said to them I must proclaim the kingdom of God to other cities also because for this purpose I've been sent I'm here on earth to proclaim God you know I hear people how many have heard Pitbull lately what a foul mouthed individual what a horrific clown. Puppet of the devil. And people are going around memorizing his songs. That's sick. And sickness will follow and death and destruction. And keep, my, keep your eyes on that. Wherever the devil is, is, is present, he's going to take lies. He's going to strip people from all the goodness of God. Then people, oh, God, where are you? What do you mean, where are you? Who were you calling upon? You weren't calling upon the name of the Lord. So we need to start getting as bold as this knucklehead. Uh, that word is, uh, is a favorite word. Um, anybody who, who wants to bring darkness into their life, who's celebrating demons and passions and perversion. And here we're to proclaim. He says, for this reason I've been sent. I'm here on earth to be one of those voices. Um, the spirit in me, when I go on a mission field and we're driving around some horrible Horrible neighborhoods. I mean, just downtrodden, ghetto, you know, beat up. Hallelujah! The highest praise to God. The Bible says where there's praises, God moves. And so I'll be screaming hallelujah throughout these neighborhoods. And I know the angels are going to rush to this area and begin to minister to the lives there. And so being bold in the Lord. Being bold in the Lord. Let's go to Psalm 66, verse 1. God says, heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool, a joyful shout to God. All the earth, all the earth, shout to God. I don't know what you want God to do in your life. I know what I want him to do in my life. And I'm going to start, you guys are going to have a louder pastor. You're going to have a louder pastor, that's all. A louder pastor, because I want to see the glory of God in my life. Romans 10 14, he says, How shall they call upon him who they've not believed in? And how are they going to believe in him whom they have not heard? What's going on? How shall they hear without somebody proclaiming, without a preacher, without somebody who's going to tell them, Listen to me, I'm here because someone decided to say Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And if you don't come to him, you're going to burn in hell. That's my nine year old little cousin. And I, you know, when her proclamation came out, like that little girl up there on that poster. Look at that picture there. Put that slide up there. That little girl. Hey, mister. Jesus loves you. If you don't come to him, you're going to burn in hell. I was like, I better get my life right. When you hear a proclamation of God's spirit. When you get filled with the presence of God, how will they hear without a preacher? Verse 15, Romans 10, 15. And how shall they preach unless they are sent? And today, I'm just encouraging you to go. How beautiful are the feet of those who proclaim the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good news. But they have not obeyed the gospel, verse 16. For Isaiah says, the Lord who has believed our report. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing from the word of God. In Romans, uh, in Acts chapter 28, verse 30, the end of Paul's life. We see one of the believers, and it says that for two years he rented a home and received everyone who came to him, verse 31. Still at the end of his ministry, the end of his life, he was proclaiming the kingdom of God. And teaching the things. The difference between proclaiming and teaching. uh, Teaching is, is an explanation. is an instruction. But proclamation is, hey, brother, Jesus reigns over all. He is a worthy Lamb of God. The heavens declare His goodness. The earth is His footstool. He shall come again. He sets the captive free. He heals the blind. He heals the brokenhearted, those proclamations of the word of God. And we see that we have failed miserably in understanding. The sex in Acts chapter 26, verse 22. Therefore, having obtained help from God to this day, I stand as a witness to both small and great saying no other things than those which were the prophets' proclamations, the prophets and Moses that said these things would take place, these things would happen. Verse 23, that Christ would suffer, and he did. And you could go ahead and tell people how Christ died on the cross, that he would be the first to rise from the dead and would proclaim light to the Jewish people and to the Gentiles, proclaiming the way of the Lord declaring the goodness of God. Psalm 149, verse 5, it says, let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. As you go to bed at night, begin to speak aloud the proclamations of God. You know, one of the healthiest things in my life as the devil begin to tear at me and pull me and says, you're mine, no, you're not. Yes, you are, yes, you're not. I'm a child of God. I've been washed by the blood of Jesus. My name is in the Lamb's book of life. I'm a kingdom person. I belong in the kingdom. I'm a son of God to everyone who received him. He gave the right and the power to become sons of God. And so you begin to declare. And guess what? All that declaration of being lined up with God becomes a reality in your life. Let the saints be joyful. And let them sing aloud on their beds. Who cares if they think you're crazy? They're crazy next door. Let the high praises of God be in your mouth. High praises. The highest praise is hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let the praises of God be in your mouth like a two-edged sword in your hand. You're going to be able to fight the battles of the Lord by the proclamation of your mouth, my friend. And if you're going around declaring you're an unclean, perverted, twisted, low-down, dirty person, that's what you are. Now, declare what Christ has done for you. That the, He washes you white as snow. Even if your life was red as velvet, scarlet, the deepest stain, yet you shall be white as snow, the Bible says. White as wool. This will be a two-edged sword in their hand. Let's go ahead and read the next verse, 7. What, what for? Why are they to sing aloud? To execute vengeance on the nations. To punish all peoples. To come against, it says in verse 8, to bind their kings with chains. Imagine the... the The hardest demons. We were on the television last week, and this witch says, I'm going to make you disappear. I said, listen, the blood of Jesus against you, you clown, and light is more powerful than darkness. And you go back into the crevices of hell you think you're talking to, telling me you're going to disappear me. You crazy? Don't you know light is more powerful than darkness? And so if you're not ready to tell the devil what he needs to hear, you're going to be held by these kings. You're supposed to bind them up, chain them up, get them out of your life. And that's why it's just so important to to speak what the devil's doing in your brain and tell somebody. So he could come in agreement and say, that's a lie. That's a lie. That comes straight from the pit of hell. What are you doing confessing what the devil is speaking in your life? To bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. Listen, I want to glorify and praise the living God that he has set me free through the spirit of God. And all those demons that chased me and hounded me for years are all tied up. They're bound. Some man of God came in and spoke life and prayed over me and declared these things defeated in my life so that I could enjoy the freedom there is in Christ. And so that's proclamation. That's why I think you know, we dropped the ball here at verse 9. To execute on them the written judgment, this honor, this blessing, this power, have all his saints. Could you just tell me? Can you, could you say with me? All his saints? This is not just because of the pastor. It's not because of an apostle. It's not a bishop. It's not a prophet. It's all his believers. He's given this power of proclamation. And we go around throwing pity parties all the time. And we're not proclaiming the goodness of God. I refuse to be depressed. How many say amen? amen. And depression belongs on the devil's kingdom. That's, that's his infirmity. I'm not going to be depressed. I'm going to be joyful in the presence of God. I'm going to cry out his praises. All day long, all day long. This honor, have all his sayings. Praise the Lord. You got to learn. I, I want to learn how to perfect praise. Because we see this little video clip real quick. This is a young 11-year-old man. And, and I'm going to show you how an 11-year-old could, could proclaim. And you, you proclaim with him. I, I hope you memorize this, in fact.
1: couldn't confuse him. The people couldn't hold him. Nero couldn't crush him. Hitler couldn't silence him. The New Age can't replace him. He is life, love, longevity, and more. He is goodness, kindness, gentleness, and God. He is holy, righteous, mighty, powerful, and pure. His ways are right. His word is eternal his will is unchanging and his mind is on me he is my redeemer he is my savior he is my guide he is my peace he is my joy he is my comfort he is my lord and he rules my life
0: we're not playing games we're not playing games we got to get strong mauricio you got that memorized or no you got it memorized or no? Come here. You got it or no? Either you got it or you don't got it. If you got it, come here. Because we're not playing games either. We're, that's 11 years. I think he's in Michigan. But we got a Miami uh, young man here who knows how to proclaim the word of God too. You need a microphone here. You in mic? I'll get your mic. Now don't go crazy now. Don't blow us out of here.
2: What if I told you that winning the fight was just superficial? That blood, sweat, and tears were only initial. You see, this war started way back in history. It wasn't no fairy tale, no enchanted mystery. Before man's pollution and the worldly fluff, listen. Before all that stuff, back in John 1, 1, when God was the word, and the word was his son. It's the story of a champion, the greatest of all time with the nails in his hands and the spear in his side, the ultimate champion. Christ hung above man as payment for the image of now. So grasp if you can, Christ, yes, Christ, the son of God, the king of kings, the ancient of ages, the creator of the cosmos, hung. His blood painting a picture of selflessness for those willing to take his gift, he just hung. Hung above man above thieves, liars, and fornicators, blasphemers, deceivers, and violators. But why? Not only as perfect payment, but permanent representation of us. Yes, us. (laughs) Not only as perfect payment, but permanent representation of us. Yes, us. Melissa, help me out. That's fine. Let's go, let's go. Ariel, help me out. Someone help me out. God help me out.
0: Is there, is there a last part? Yeah. Go ahead and do the final.
2: Sorry about this, guys. What in the physical realm was just seen as defeat was merely a step towards his goal devil take a seat because when he said, it is finished. No power of hell, no scheme of man can stop him from fulfilling the work at hand. So when I talk about in the image of now, just like Christ overcame and showed you how when he spoke to his triumph in Luke 9, 22, the son of man must suffer and die but on the third day, arise. So speak to your future and speak to your loss and speak to your chains of oppression and shame and speak to your sickness and speak to your debt and speak to your afflictions and bondage and pain and rise up now and stand up now because Christ hung above man as payment for the image of now. Follow his way and fear his direction. Put on his glory, walk in his protection. Quit trying to do it on your own, it's not working. You're good and good enough if what you're seeking is perfection. You see, victory is simple. Say no to defeat. Let Christ conquer death and speak. Let the world know what's happening. Tell them that you've taken the vision. Tell them that you are a champion.
0: Good job, sir. Way to go. Awesome. Part of the promise of God and these, these are young men that are rising up in our ministry they came here, listen to me there was nothing promising about their lives when they got here and then the, the spirit of God, the proclamation of truth speaking into their lives the, the truths of God's word um, it says in Psalm 127 it says in verse 4 Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, our children, born to one's youth, happy as a man whose quiver is full of them, they shall not be ashamed. They shall not be full of guilt, of of all manner of wickedness from Satan sowing. But shall speak with their enemies in the in the gate. i to be able to tell the devil, get out of my life. Devil, you're a liar. Go back to the pit of hell in Jesus' name. I rebuke you, the blood of Jesus, upon this situation. As you proclaim, you begin to take the gates of your enemies. And so I want to leave you with Isaiah 55.10, where God tells his people, as the rain comes down, Isaiah 55.10, as the rain falls down and the snow comes from heaven, and do not return, but water the earth and make it forth... Bring forth and bud and flourish that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Verse 11. So my word, so shall my word be that, uh, uh, my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall never return void. Never fear speaking God. But it shall accomplish that what God's pleasure is. It shall prosper in that thing which is sent forth. I'm telling you what, if we would not have, of stood on this, stood on this reality at every bad news. I've, I receive bad news all the time. I say, I, I cancel that. That's not from the Lord. I don't, I, don't, I don't receive that from God. This is what God says. This is what his word says. This is truth. We're going to stand on this, and you see people getting healed. You're going to see people set free. You see people being transformed by the proclamation of his word. Let's stand today and ask God that we would be bold in our proclamation, but it requires you to be filled with the spirit of God. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim good news to the poor, liberty to the captive, healing to the brokenhearted. And and if you know, you become a, a tool in the hand of that which you profess and proclaim. Father, I give you thanks for this word. I give you thanks that you are always pouring upon us the things we need to receive liberty, to receive freedom. To flourish in the blessing of God. And I pray for every single person in this place. And every single person who hears this word. That they not only preach lamely. But that they proclaim boldly the goodness of the Lord. They proclaim the truth of God. They were able to unleash the fetters and the chains of hell. To be set free through the spirit of the Lord. And through the power of the proclamated word. We give you thanks, O God, for your goodness in our lives. We give you thanks for the purpose you have for these young girls. They're going to change the world. They're going to raise up a dynasty of kings to the earth, O God. They're going to be able to be established upon the earth with all due prosperity and blessing. The law of kindness is in their lips, O God. And I pray, O God, that you use them mightily for your glory and for your honor. And we pray, O God, that the... Uh, garments of praise would be upon your people and the shouts of glory would be in our tents oh God with joyful shouts of goodness of what you're doing in our lives oh God and Father in Jesus name every demon in hell is rebuked off our lives oh God and you set the captives free oh God pray Father God in Jesus name that we would take the land and the territory you have given us We worship you and praise your holy name forever and ever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.